0: Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. Today's passage is Mark 5. Have you ever been desperate? I mean, truly desperate desperate in a seemingly hopeless situation where you still tried to hold on to hope, Uh, a situation where it it seemed impossible, but you were still trying. Uh, These situations can be incredibly difficult. And maybe you think of some in your own life that you've experienced. I think one situation I've seen in ministry is parents desperate for their children. Maybe their child is unsaved, or maybe there's some kind of medical emergency for their child or or the loss of a young child. Those are moments of, of desperation. These are hard moments. Well, today we are going to see Jesus step into some moments of desperation and we are going to see what he does. And even one of those situations will be the death of a child. And as we look at Jesus in these desperate situations, I think it will feed our faith. So as you look at Mark chapter five, there's Kind of three clear stories uh, that are going on. First, you have Jesus healing this demon possessed man who identifies, I guess the demon identifies himself as Legion. Uh, And then there is the next two stories are kind of woven together because uh, it starts with Jesus dealing with this man, Jairus, who his daughter is sick and does eventually die, and Jesus raises her from the dead. But in the middle of that story, There is this woman who has had a discharge of blood for 12 years. So we've got three stories in this chapter, and I'd like to share just kind of one standout thing from each of these stories. If you start with the demon-possessed man, so Jesus was in the boat, he calmed the storm at the end of chapter four. They're going across to the other side. This would have been now to the eastern or southeastern side of the Sea of Galilee. Uh, and they meet this demon-possessed man. It says a man with an unclean spirit. And, and this man sounds wild, right? They, they Tried to bind him with chains, but he would wrench the chains apart and he would break the shackles in pieces, and nobody can subdue him. And he's among the tombs, uh, it says, crying out and cutting himself with stones. This sounds like a desperate situation, and Jesus interacts uh, with with the man because the man comes and falls down before Jesus, but then it seems that really speaking through this man is the, the demon who cries out, "'What have you to do with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I adjure you by God, do not torment me.'" For he was saying to him, "'Come out of the man, you unclean spirit.'" And Jesus asked him, "'What is your name?' And he replied, "'My name is Legion, for we are many.'" And he begged him. So the demon begged him earnestly not to send them out of the country. Um, Now, just notice there that idea of begging, because that's going to come up later. And so Jesus, he casts the demon out into this herd of pigs and the pigs then uh, run down a a slope or a, a cliff into a steep bank, it says, into the sea and were drowned. Now, If you've read the Bible or you're familiar with these customs of especially the Jewish society, pigs were unclean, uh, but... Jesus, it says he's gone to the country of the Gerasenes, and later it'll mention the Decapolis. He was entering a more Greek region uh, around the Sea of Galilee. So, probably not everyone here was Jewish. Um, And then you see, in response to this, the herdsmen, the people charged with... uh, taking care of these pigs yeah, that's a tough day on the job for them they run and they told they tell it in the city and people it says in verse 15 they come out and they see Jesus and they see the demon possessed man the one who had had the legion sitting there clothed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. That's another phrase Mark likes, this idea of they were afraid, right? There is an awe at what has happened. This man who could wrench chains and would cry out and cut himself, now he's sitting here calmly. This is amazing. And people describe what has happened, but then look at how the people respond in verse 17. And they began to beg Jesus. So again, notice that the idea of begging there again to depart from their region. I mean, I guess there's a level in which that's understandable. Um, These pigs have died. That would have been uh, not insignificant uh, financial loss to these people. And again, it shows you the destructive nature of demons. Um, but then Jesus, he acquiesces to their request. He doesn't stay long. Apparently here, he gets back into the boat. But then it says the man who had been possessed with demons begged him that he might be with him. Right, isn't that a beautiful response? That's the that's the biggest thing that stands out to me in this story. In Mark, is the contrasting begging. Uh, well, we don't get all of those details in the Gospel of Matthew. Now, the idea of the people begging him to go, and then the contrast of. Uh, this man begging to be with Jesus. And I think that that just shows some of what should be in all of our hearts. You might not have been living in tombs, crying out, cutting yourself, but if you are saved, Jesus has delivered you from the domain of darkness. And now you are a part of his kingdom. And the natural response should be I want to be with you. Now, Jesus. Uh, does not permit him, but instead tells him to go and, and basically tell everyone what God has done for him. That, if you've been paying attention, that's a different. Normally, Jesus is saying, "Hey, keep this quiet." Uh, and I think the difference there is most likely that this man was was not living in a Jewish area, and. Amongst the Jewish people, I think Jesus was concerned this was going to turn into some kind of messianic military fervor that he did not want. But that wasn't as much of a concern here. And this man, he does go away and begins to proclaim what Jesus has done, and that's such a great picture of what should be the heart of every believer. Man, I want to be with Jesus, and we we long for that now through being in His Word, being with His people. But we're not with Jesus right now. So what do we do now? Well, we we should declare what God has done for us through the gospel. What a powerful story there. Then we get to the story of Jairus, but in the middle of that, you get the story of this woman who has a discharge of blood for 12 years. And again, that would have made her ceremonially unclean. That would have been very difficult, especially In the Jewish society where ceremonial cleanliness was an important part of society and the religious system, it was a big deal. And so not only is there that emotional and social suffering, there's still physical suffering and financial suffering that comes along with this. This is a situation of desperation. And so she comes and touches Jesus's garment and just by touching his garment, she is healed. And one of the punchlines comes then at the end of that section where she comes and tells Jesus the, the truth because Jesus knows something has happened uh, and is drawing her out. And look at what he says, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your, uh, of your disease. So the, the takeaway from this part of the story to me was Jesus's tender response to desperate faith here's this woman she is death desperate but she does have faith and again this is where I think there's a model for us you're gonna be in desperate situations at some point in your life maybe it's a medical thing um, maybe it's a financial thing and maybe it's a social thing I, I don't know but you'll be in a desperate situation in those situations what do you do? Do you panic or do you in faith go to Jesus? And what you can count on is that Jesus is still the same tender Savior. Now, does that mean Jesus will instantly solve your problem like he did this woman? No, that's not what scripture promises. But our hope is not ultimately that Jesus will fix all of our problems immediately. Our hope is really in the character of Jesus, that he is tender, that he is a savior. These things are his nature and therefore we can rely on him. So especially if you find yourself in some desperate situation today, where even just your soul is feeling desperate, cry out in faith to Jesus. Don't just go to Jesus and panic, go to him in faith, trusting he is the same tender savior and he can help you today. And then we get to the story, really, of Jairus, which begins, they're on their way to his house when he says his daughter is sick and really at the point of death. After this woman comes, uh, people come and say, your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher anymore? The assumption being, well, it's too late now. And Jesus says to Jairus, do not fear, only believe. And so they go anyways. And when Jesus says the child is not dead, but sleeping, notice the response in verse 40, they laughed at him. When all is said and done, I hope we can say, I want there to be as few times as possible where the books could say, I laughed at Jesus. And what stands out to me this in this story is Jesus's power in the face of mocking. Right Again, it's a desperate situation. What could be more desperate than a father and the death of his daughter? All right, That is emotion. That is desperation. And in that moment, these people are saying it is impossible, but Jesus raises the girl from the dead. And that's where today people will mock Jesus. They will mock his power, uh, but that should not be our hearts. Our hearts should be one of trust. We should not fear, only believe. And again, that doesn't mean Jesus will... Uh, miraculously fix all of our problems, but we know we're trusting in that same Savior. And we do know eventually He is going to come. Jesus Christ will return and He will at least eventually fix all of the problems. But I think even in smaller ways, we we will experience Jesus help us in very tangible ways in our moments of desperation. So, we see those three stories, uh, highlight And the highlights of each, the, the contrasting begging uh, there in the story of the demon-possessed man. The people that value their possessions uh, more than being with Jesus. But then the demon-possessed man who just longs to be with Jesus. And if he can't, well, he's going to tell everyone what the Lord has done for him. And then the woman. And we see Jesus' tender response to desperate faith. And then finally, Jairus, the people that laughed at Jesus. And we see Jesus' power in the face of mocking. Whether you're desperate or not today, may we respond in faith and in a simple trust in the power and the tenderness and the goodness of Jesus Christ today. Thanks for digging into God's Word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out revivalfromthebible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to compassbible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.